Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Leviathan! Bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, hello, welcome to the show. I'm Richard. With me to chat all things aquatic danger-wise. Mm, that'll do. Uh, is Anthony. Hello. Uh, Abby. Hello. And Jimmy. Sorry. Ah, yes. Guilt attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's at such an early stage. Um... Yeah, this week the film is Leviathan. It was chosen by Jamie for us all to peruse and have a little chat about. Um, hot take, guys. Hot take, police. Uh, arrest me, because this film, right? This film, it's a little... It's a little bit... Just a, just a little bit like Alien and The Thing. Just Do you guys notice that, or...? I yeah. can't say I picked up on it. <laughs> it's subtle. It's subtle, but it's there. There's just a little, a little. If you're a big movie buff like I am, you might notice things like it's a little bit like the thing or Alien, you know. And the abyss. What the Although fuck that's... is Alien? <laughs> that's not Alien. You don't know what Alien is, Jamie, or you don't know what aliens are. You know. Is this your? Oh, oh dear. Have we discovered that Jamie has seen Leviathan, but not <laughs> Alien? Oh dear. <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat then. <laughs> if you like this film, which you don't, but if you like it a little bit, got good news. There's a couple little films out there that are ten times better. Anyway, Jamie, what, uh, who made this and who's in it and all that shit? This week's film is uh, Alien, directed by Ridley Scott. No, um, this is Leviathan from 1989, uh, directed by George P. Cos- Cosmatos? 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 <laughs> okay, it glitched on the... Uh, I don't know, when you said Cosmatos, it glitched <laughs> on you, so I don't know what you were trying to say. Um, I just don't know how to pronounce it. George P. Cos- Cosmatos? Cosmatos? Sure, one of those, maybe. It- uh, written by David Webb as David Peoples for whatever reason. Uh, it stars. It actually has a decent cast, mm. <laughs> which makes it all the more disappointing. Um, mm. uh, it stars Peter Weller, Richard Krenner, Amanda Pays, Daniel Stern, Ernie Hudson, Michael Carmine, Lisa Eilbecker, Hector Alessandro, and Meg Foster. Um, and I mean, I don't need to give a summary. It's just fucking alien underwater with some of the thing thrown in. Yeah. Like, it's a marine mining operation. Fuck, I did, that didn't even occur to me when I was watching it. The, that's what the ship is in Alien, is a mining ship. Oh, well, they, oh, they're, fuck's sake. they're mining silver. <laughs> Silver is the arbitrary thing, right? That they're after under... They're a huge underwater base just for a bit of silver. Fucking hell. Yeah, a crew of, of mining mining miners doing m- minor things. Yes. Talking yeah. about unions and yeah. drinking Pepsi. Tiny Pepsis. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah... Like... It, it, 
it, it, I, I, I knew going in that it was going to be very alien, but I did not quite realize how close it would be. So this is not a film you'd seen before. This was just you were curious about uh, another yeah. type of story like this. I, uh, yeah, I mean, Alien is is one of my favorite films. Um, the thing is up there too. Yeah. Um, and I like. I wouldn't say I like H.P. Lovecraft directly necessarily, but I like all of his like world building, and I like how other people use it. And I've been consuming a lot of other Lovecraft inspired stuff recently. Um, like through video games and other movies, um, this, which has always been a film that I've been aware of, I just thought it was time to finally watch it, and I guess now that's uh, that's out of my system and purged. <laughs> Good. Like so much bile. <laughs> okay, uh, fish curious. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Abby, had you heard of this? seen it before, anything like that? Uh, I thought I had, but there's a couple of films called Leviathan and I had it confused with something else. <laughs> okay. So, this one, no. I can't say I've seen any of them pre this Seriously, one. Seriously, I think the other Leviathan I was thinking of was it's Russian, and in this they find a Russian ship, so I think that had co- contributed to my confusion. Yeah, well, that's one of the things with this is uh, I was thinking, oh, the thing they do. I mean, it's like kind of like I don't know if it's, it's a pun or whatever, but like the ship they find underwater uh, that unleashes a monster upon them is called the Levi- is called Leviathan. It's like named by the Russians, Leviathan, and but also the beast could be said uh, fits the description of the mythical uh, creature, the uh, an a Leviathan, the Leviathan, Leviathan. <laughs> Sure. So Leviathan is supposed to be massive. Yeah, mega big fish monster bloke, isn't it? Is it what's that Greek or some shit? Is it one I of the ones that Hercules fights? Biblical. Biblical. Jesus, yeah, Jesus, and the and the <laughs> twelve disciples took it on. Jesus versus the Leviathan. Yeah. It's a good, good miracle. Like all that fucking uh, water into wine shits. One thing and walking on water, but actually. He had to walk on water to fight the Leviathan. <laughs> a giant Jesus shooting in a big, like, radioactive fire blast out of his mouth. Like yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that chapter of the Bible. Um, <laughs> so, Abby, you'd not watched this, but were you thinking, ooh, it's got Daniel Stern in, who I love, from Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 1? It had a couple of people in it that I was like, Oh, Robocop's yeah. in it. Oh, the bloke from Battery's not included, is in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was his name Carlos or something? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, he was Carlos in Battery's not included. Oh. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, only an E from Ghostbusters. Good stuff, right? Exciting. You were, so you were suitably revved up, right? Oh, rev's a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would say my anticipation was akin to knowing I was going to sit in a moderately comfortable chair. 
Oh, I, 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 I love that feeling. That's far too high. High stake. Uh, higher suggestion. I did also partially pick it because I saw that Peter Weller was in it. Yeah, I mean, what's he? I mean, the last thing I saw him in was like Sons of Anarchy, one of the latter lesser seasons. He's just not a Robocop in it. I kind of, I don't know if he's not best for Robocop, but like. He's been a blind swordsman. I um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the naked. Riddler. It sounded like you said the naked Riddler, but okay. <laughs> Fuck it up. What are you a fan of, Jimmy? No naked, naked. You just say big naked lunch. and cut it out. <laughs> naked big lunch. <laughs> naked Peter Waller. Uh, um, <laughs> It sounds so weird. Right, right. Shut up. Stop. You can't laugh, guys. Stop laughing. Big naked Pete Weller. Oh, dear. So, you were saying, Jamie, you're a big fan of? The David Cronenberg movie, Naked Lunch. Which doesn't fe- does that feature hideous monsters like this one did? Yeah, but that I mean, outside of Peter Weller himself, <laughs> he's not hideous. He's just funny looking. Yeah, and somehow his hair doesn't make sense on his own head, even though it's his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he also appears to not have eyebrows somehow. He's a weird man. I don't know. He's like, I don't know if if um, if Crichton from Red Dwarf was like. A more convincing human, <laughs> like that's what his head looks like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's. It's. I, there was a there was a time I think where they were trying to sort of make him a more you know typical charismatic leading man. leading man. But he's more of a, he's more suited to playing like slightly odd character. Um, well, he looks odd, so he can play odd yeah. characters. Well, yeah. I mean, it's why he's. Like he's really he's really good in Naked Lunch because he's a strange guy or comes across as a strange guy. I think he's a history professor. I think it's a St. Burns victim, but no, history professor. <laughs> sure. I had a really good screen, skin graft. Uh, well, uh, good for him. Anthony, yourself, had you seen Leviathan? No, I've never seen it. This was the first time I've heard of it, surprisingly. It's always surprising how much B-movie stuff from the 80s and 90s are out there that we've never heard of. Which is great. Shit there is out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always, well, I'm, always yeah. <laughs> I'm always surprised by the depth of shit in a septic tank. <laughs> it's only once you get in there you discover how, how daunting it really is. Sorry. Oh, sorry. But yeah, um, there are, you know, there are some gems that come out of that. And, you know, I was kind of mildly hopeful that this could have been one of them. Um, I, you know, I like the look of the film from the trailer. I just, there's something about that kind of like 80s sci-fi horror cinematography and lighting, which just feels like home to me. I don't know. Um... So I always like enjoy films that have that kind of like atmosphere. 
Um, and I like, you know, it, it had some not great stars, but like a really solid kind of like B-list cast, like um, Daniel Stern and Ernie Hudson and Hector Elizondo. Um, so I was mildly hopeful on that. But then I also made the mistake of watching another film um, called Screamers recently, mm. which also stars Peter Weller and is essentially this film. Oh, right. But instead of underwater mining outpost, it's um, weird planet military outposts. And instead of weird sea creature, it's robots gone wrong. There is... um, and that I didn't enjoy oh. very much, unfortunately. <laughs> um, um... So I was kind of into... It, kind of, it could be good, but then it could just be screamers again and uh, you know hmm. speaking of um, robots gone wrong there's also some like pedigree other than just the cast in this as well because like the writer David Webb or David David Webb Peoples David Peoples people um, okay. he wrote Blade Runner like he wrote the screenplay for Blade Runner um he wrote Unforgiven, he wrote Twelve Monkeys, like, there's there's talent involved in this film, so I'm not entirely... The director went on to do Tombstone, and um... Yeah. I was going to say he also did Cobra, but that's that's <laughs> highly debatable whether that's pedigree or not. There's uh, some fun to be had with Cobra, I think. Tombstone's good in a very, like, cheesy, almost TV movie way. I don't think it's oh, yeah. the classic people remember it as, but it's 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 decent. So yeah, I don't know what the what the deal is with this one. I think it takes talent to rework a film that already exists into something new. You have to. It's not. It's not. You have to be a little bit more than plagiarizing, don't you? You have to go. Okay, what's another take on that? Okay, what's another difference we can do? But, but how can we meet the same plot points and beats and vibe, and not stray too far so people know it's this type of thing? but still make it so that it's technically new. So you'd have to have talent. It's not like you can just... If you're ripping something off, you could just copy it exactly. You know, there's there's a finesse in plagiarising and going a little bit beyond so that you're legally fine. That's, that's the thing, though. Like That's the thing. No, no, this, it wasn't the thing, Jimmy. Oh, no, yeah. Leviathan. Sorry, I know. It's not the thing. I do wonder whether, like, I wonder how different the initial idea for this was and how much of it was the studio going, can you make it more like Alien? <laughs> can you ram it into the correct shape for us, please? Yeah. I don't know, I do like, like Anthony was saying, he likes certain aspects of this uh, subgenre. I am always a big fan of the kind of realistic working man sci-fi, where it's not all yeah. fucking white rooms and... You know, it's not fucking Star Trek, and it's not all like pretentious and haughty, totty. That's not the right word, but like, it, I like a grubby, you know, like Outland, like people. They're doing a hard job. It's like they work on an oil rig or something. It's that kind of that environment. You got shitty canteens with bollocks food, and you have a, you make the best of it, and you, yeah, you know. it's, it's one of the things that. Um... I mean, Star Wars really too, but and that, but Alien especially leans really hard into that um, 
with the way it you know portrays the crew and the space they're living in and how they are with each other like how they interact with each other and this does it does kind of do it like if it's 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 one of the more successful parts of this film is letting the cast just you know interact in a way that is like they come across as fairly natural um well they mostly spend all their time complaining and whinging about everything (laughs) whether it's each other whether it's the fact they got more work yeah exactly yeah no it's true the workplace is full of just uh, colleagues complaining about what's happening what's going to happen uh negligence sexual harassment i mean the the first thing i will say is i mean uh the, the character types, they all sort of broadly fit tropes or or, or just broad characters. But um, old uh, Daniel Stern, he's, he is a walking sexual harassment lawsuit. He's just... They go out of their way to let you know he smells of cum. Like, he's just constantly <laughs> thinking about sex and boobs. and He has a mug yeah. in the shape of a boob. He has... Women's tits out in in his in his little bunk areas full of porn. His mind is constantly full of porn. He's always just horning up for everything. It's like and they're like, wow, okay, <laughs> like settle down. I felt like all right, enough making me think about Daniel Stern jerking off. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I get why they did it because he's the first one to get infected and die. So you didn't. You wanted. They wanted. You're to glad he's dead. Yeah, which is a weird one because, like, you don't get that with like John Hurt in Alien. You're not like, well, he was a prick anyway. Like, it's he's he. They all just they come across as normal people, not cartoons <laughs> from like mm. uh, you know late night MTV oddities cartoon. Ooh. Well, which the... Daniel Stern kind of looks like anyway. Yeah, but like they they try and fake you out at, at first. He, you don't think well. You, he's not the first person who's in peril because they want to get the ball rolling quite quick. So they establish uh, this is an underwater based scenario. So it's there's a, some sort of uh, mining base under the sea, and they're do they like they got those like what are they like big old suits what would you call them they're, they're reminiscent of uh, old diving bell suits yeah but they're, they're like construction like diving bells yeah so they they're out doing silver mining or some fucking sci-fi boring like saying stuff and they're just arguing about doing their job out in the rocky bits of the sea and anyway but they have to have the fake out at the start to make peril happen very early and it's uh, Carlos from Batteries Not Included, his fucking breathing apparatus is uh, fucked up and he's running out of oxygen and he's panicking like a little bitch and they're all trying to talk him through it, aren't they? Okay. The doc's not there to help because he's in knobhead as well. They, yeah. They seem to Abby, they... Absolute fucking prick. Sorry, mm-hmm. Abby? Everyone down there was an absolute fucking prick. No one was helpful. I don't want to missed this, I don't want to forget, and I want to see if anyone else noticed. Inside, because you, you have, whenever his suit, uh, like, the oxygen thing fucks up and it starts alerting him 
you get these POV shots from inside mm. the mm -hmm. the diving bell. Did anyone else pick up on how weird it is that the symbol for an emergency inside <laughs> the suit is a little red skull and crossbow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't help you. Christ. It doesn't help you stay calm, does it? I mean, he did act sure. like a little bitch who, because like all you have to do is walk back quickly enough and you'll be fine. We literally pull you out and you'll be pressurized and breathe again. But he was like, oh, oh. he's like freaking out. Daniel Stern's not being helpful. And Abby, was it well, you said that the, the Abby, you said the doc had fucked off entirely. He was back on the at, at the base, right? He was supposed to be there. Is that right? Well, yeah, he talks about like playing golf and stuff, but I don't know because you don't see much of the place. I don't know if that's actually what he was doing or no. I see he was just he was just being a shit and like um, talking about oh I was out golfing and I may have babies to deliver. But like he doesn't want to be there and he's just being a dickhead about it. I was going to say which is weird because um, they kind of build him up as a bit of like a loose cannon or someone who doesn't really care about being there or doing anything. But that doesn't really pay off. That's exactly no, what I was going to bring no, up, no, yeah. No. Yeah. They, they well, do... What, yeah. That's what I, I thought was going to happen, was like somehow maybe he was the one who is doing some weird um, scientific mutations himself somewhere off in yeah, the... Yeah, you, you thought he was going to be the, like, the Ian Holm character, mm. the, the one who's, like, secretly working for the company and... But I, I feel like it's not because they didn't want to uh, knock off Alien or whatever. It's just that the, there had either not been enough drafts of the script or someone else was coming in and, like, making changes. So, like, there's a it, lack of consistency in what was actually happening. It fucked me off no end. That when they find the ship, the doc reads the side of the ship, which is written in Russian and says it's called Leviathan. Then later on... When they're looking for the stuff, he reads something in Russian, and they go, "You can speak Russian." It's like, "Yeah, he can fucking speak Russian. He spoke Russian fifteen minutes ago." <laughs> it, 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 it also annoyed me that they said Leviathan, <laughs> like it's a marathon. Yeah, yeah. But with uh, um, more fish. Also, let's not skip over the uh, legally distinct trauma face hugger sea <laughs> spider thing. Oh, you mean uh, you've been pranked? The they, old... they keep fucking pranking each other. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you can't just grab a fucking monster and then start like planting it places for people <laughs> to fight. Like that really good example of the alien comparison is like the face hugger in Alien is this horrible monstrosity that they accidentally discover and are terrified of. This is as if they had discovered the eggs, squeezed one open, and then spent like ten minutes of the film planting it in places to scare each other. <laughs> yeah, like it's a rubber spider on Halloween, and you're just gonna freak your sister yeah. out. I, I think. Uh, I mean, two points there. One about the doc. One thing I wanted to say was it's it, like Anthony and Abby, and like like we all were kind of saying or thinking like, oh, okay, this guy is gonna be. 
he was away when he was needed. He's going to be secretly up to something. Maybe he's working for the evil corporation. Maybe he's doing experiments. And then all, all that he does then, really, to prove that he was a bit of a dick, was when he realises they're all fucking doomed, he's like, well, I'll send the exit pods away so no one can escape and make sure we all die here. So it was like a, a, a pretend noble sacrifice that was all for naught, because Peter Weller's like, ah, we'll swim. It's fine. Yeah. You can yeah. just swim in a matter of seconds. It's fine. Yeah, it builds up all of that like peril only to have an immediate solution. <laughs> yeah. But like coming back to um what we were just going into, the little um goopy alien crab thing. Well, it's not it's not that goopy. I mean, Daniel Stern just picks it up like it's going to be uh like it's just a crab in the sea that you can have for lunch. And so he yeah, he puts it in like some sort of pocket of a suit for one of the women, as like a bet. Oh, I, oh, can you? Oh, no, it's in his suit, isn't it? And he's like, hmm, could you just check the um, the front pocket yeah. was malfunctioning? It's like no, there's an ugly monster in there. And then he's super pissed off when she gets him back by having it in his fucking wank bank or whatever. <laughs> He gets so fucking angry as well. Jesus Christ. He storms like, out in his little uh, the, um, dressing gown. Is that what they're called? Yeah. He's like, I'm upset. <laughs> um, the, the woman that he pranks as well, Willie, uh, um, is played by Amanda Pace, who I had to check whether she's actually English because <laughs> it always... It's always really weird when a, an actual British actor sounds like they're doing a fake British accent. Because <laughs> she, yeah, like, she, I had, feel a little like... she had such a husky voice paired with like the kind of like somewhat upper crust British accent. It was like, I, I don't understand like what's going on. Is she being told by the director to be like, no, no, you don't sound English enough. Like... <laughs> I need to sound it. more English. <laughs> Think Hugh Laurie meets uh, I don't know who the other Hugh. Who was his fucking name? Fernley Whittingstall. Yeah, Hugh Grant. Any of the Hugh. And just think anyone called Hugh, but woman here. Yeah. <laughs> her main character thing was what she was um, competent and did oh, some cool. jogging. Jogging without a sports bra, which is another thing I I feel like maybe someone making the movie was like, no, you don't need one. Just run around. It's underwater. Like, uh, you don't need no sports one. Sports bras under the water. Under the like sea. George Lucas. Yeah, it's like George Lucas telling Carrie Fisher there's no bras in space when they were making the first Star Wars. It's like, in space, no one can hear you scream. Underwater, no one needs you to wear a bra. <laughs> so just Body jog with them. Jog with them nips out. That's it. That's it. Lovely. <laughs> She's she is basically the woman. There, there's a woman who's there to die, and then there's a woman who's there to uh, be in peril and get wet. Yeah. And then Ernie Hudson is the black guy who <laughs> inevitably dies even <laughs> after they escape. Well, this is the thing. They, they like the broad characters. It's like. Uh, slightly more fun. I wouldn't not. I wouldn't go so far as to say as to say bimbo bimboy woman, but like the slightly more uh, 
outgoing woman, the preppy, proper, gonna do my job, military scientisty woman. But like, essentially, it's the big dopey wanker, the Latino, the black guy, the old man, yeah. the fuck, and the leader. You know, the suspicious one. This, yeah, this is a suspicious one. I was wondering, like, oh, is someone gonna be? A, what can they switch out for being a cyborg? And it's like nothing. <laughs> We couldn't think of anything. A pirate? <laughs> a corporate stooge? Don't know. No one really has oh, an yeah, extra yeah. thing. Also, the company represented by... Uh, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, Meg Foster. as the With weirdly blue contact lenses. I get, yeah, I didn't, I didn't obs- obs- notice that particularly. Abby, didn't Did you... you- not- Ah, but you, the, the, what's the name of the woman in the corporate headquarters Skype call lady called, do you know? Martin. Right. Miss Martin. Miss Martin. Abby, you observed that this woman needlessly does her Skype calls side on and is like your generic sort of Blake Seven style villain woman when we were watching it. Yeah, she's got that very insincere thing to her, which, you know, was fine. It's true of all corporate figures. Like, that. oh, I, yes, your best interest at heart. I was just really happy when he punched her later. I was absolutely over the moon. Because usually, with, with those kind of characters, like, for a man to punch a man is quite common. But because she's a woman and generally you're, like, anti-violence against women, in this particular case, because she'd been such... A bastard about the whole thing. She deserved to get punched, and she did. It's not really enough, though, is it? Because it should be she's getting massively sued and fired from a job for basically every time they send up a query to her, she fobs them off and promises bullshit and lies to them like it's fucking moon all over again. But just getting punched in the face means she can basically sue him. I would have thought. Mm. That's true. Actually, he would probably be the one fucked for that. He should have just thrown her in the sea. <laughs> it's right there. I am. I am. I can't get over the fact that that's her real eye color. I mean, I, everyone else just accepted it, but you made it into a big thing. She's got blue I, eyes, Jamie. It's not that blue. weird. It's terrifying. I guess. It's so blue. I and also, there's my. Uh, I got my Twin Peaks connection. She's in uh, briefly in season three, but um, what you were saying about the way. She, she appears in video calls. Like she may as well have it that every time a video call with her starts, she has her chair like swivels towards the camera. Oh hi! I didn't. Away I didn't see you up. come in there. Oh, hello. Oh, like um, like the evil bad guy in like uh, Inspector Gadget. Oh, no, he didn't swivel around. It was just oh whatever. So you want him? To, you wanted her to be like hi? Yes, corporate. How can we serve you big, today? With a, with a big evil musical sting every time she turns around. Yeah, and like a white cat that she can stroke. The other like the thing. other side of the coin to Bob Ross, because he was always like, <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Just she should be um, thwacking out a brush. <laughs> There's some unhappy the, little trees that are going to go up. The, the music as well, it's fucking Jerry Goldsmith, and yet... It's nothing. There's it's nothing. like I could not like I could not recall any of the music from this film. I mean, it, it's sometimes a little bit too triumphant at times as well. 
I mean, Anthony, yeah. you, you were talking about this off podcast, but right now is a good time because we mentioned the punching in the face and the triumphant music, so... Yeah, I, 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 I should save it for last. I mean, it is the ending. But no, like, we could do the ending now, it's fine. I mean, okay. it is. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only bit I remember music-wise because it's so different from the rest of the film because... Like, the ending music, they, they do it twice, when they resurface out of the water for the first time, and it's like this grand, triumphant, yes, we've saved the day, everything's going to be fine music, even though, yes, they got out of the base, but now they're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, far, far away from anyone, and it's probably more horrific now, because they're going to have to wait hours to drown by themselves. And they're sharks. Because the fucking sharks. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that happened. Like we've had we've been fighting off a disgusting alienoid monster beast for ages and then ah oh, fuck sharks. We're gonna be like, killed by Jaws. Yeah. Oh, just the whole end the whole ending was it just felt like a different film to the rest yes. of what we I'm, were watching. Okay. And I'm glad and, other people it, think that. Yeah. And it it really is like how I described it before is it's it's the best and the worst ending to a film I've ever seen because it is so bad uh, up until the last moment where Peter Weller punches her in the face, which was inc- which was incredible, which <laughs> yeah. made the whole film funny. <laughs> but I up did. until then, I the whole yeah. But up until the end, then the ending was so. Just the tone was all wrong. Like I said, yeah. first of all, they've got the the triumphant music. Then they're out of nowhere attacked by sharks, which makes no <laughs> sense because, like, a minute later, they're then attacked by the creature again, yeah. which is certainly enough peril. And then, um, like, Ernie Hudson, like, he almost got out. He was so close, yeah. but then he got, like, horrifically killed at the last minute. And then they did destroy the creature and fly off. But then they continue with, like, the happy, triumphant music, even though, like, their friend just got, like, murdered in front yeah. of them seconds also, ago. Also, that creature's going to regenerate as well. Mm. It has every other time, and it's going to start feasting on sharks. Oh, and turn into Would sharks? It... Do you think I'm putting too much thought into this? I mean... Yes, yeah. unquestionably. Do. We're doing a podcast <laughs> on it, so yeah, we are. But we're anyone talking about it? Yeah, go on now. That point when the creature shows up—is that supposed to be the first creature? That's the the fused version of Six Pack and and <laughs> Six Pack. Uh, I forgot his that was his name. I, uh, Nothing I they um, do about the creature and its multiplication. <laughs> makes any sense. At one point it was an eel that came out of a leg. No. Yeah. Yeah, I lost track of which one was which and wh- and when it was the same you one. Clearly see the one on the mining station get killed. As Peter Weller's leaving it shoves its head into the like elevator thing that's going down to try and get him and it is like its head is crushed. And then the one that comes out of the water has it, its head so it's presumably it's the one that they, the, the first one that they ejected out that they said that was still moving. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. it could be. That, it would have been nice yeah. if they'd have called yeah. that back properly. 
Because the thing is, we, yeah. we'll talk about the beast and its its abilities and the, and the definitions of them, depending, well, on our interpretations of how the fuck it works. But um, <laughs> the thing with the ending, having just a helicopter, it was a helicopter, wasn't it? They just shot it with a missile and blew it up into like yeah. tomorrow's sushi. <laughs> no, 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 no. They gave Peter Weller a, li- a line. Oh, because he has to do it, right? So, yeah, what did he... they gave him a. He had a. He had a. Again, not alien this time. The thing. Um, he had the like. It's a flare, I guess, um, which mm. wouldn't blow up the way it does. Right, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he has a flare. What does he say? It's a terrible. Because in the thing, it's um, it comes out of the ground and is like screaming. And Kurt Russell just goes, "Yeah, fuck you too," and throws <laughs> a grenade in his mouth, which is a. That's a good line. Because it's very like the delivery and the content are very like human. Like it is, yeah. it really seems like someone just out of sheer desperation, anger, saying defeat, something. Defeating a video um, game boss when you're really pleased with yourself. Yeah, fuck you too, Robotnik. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend in in beating a boss in Bloodborne done the double middle finger at the TV. <laughs> um, maybe he says, but, maybe that your chum, fish face. That'd be no, good. because that's, that's the problem. The line is delivered in a way that is, it, it's all, like it's almost supposed to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger like... I'll be back uh, type shit. You know, Jaws is the one that does it best. Um, you know, whenever the, the it has the air tank in its mouth and Roy Scheider says, smile, you son of a bitch, and then blows it up. Oh, anyway, are, you he talk- said, are you talking about say hi, motherfucker? That's Is that what-, what he says? Well, that's lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Oh, oh my God. Say that is the line. Say ah. No, it's... Say cheese. Yeah, on IMDb it it says it's say hi, but say ah makes infinitely more sense. Does it? Because he's open say, up. Ah, yeah, open up, and then he throws the flare in, and like a flare would just c- catch it on fire, but it fucking explodes like it's full of dynamite. Yes, but it um. No, and then... it wasn't one of the flares. It was one of the charges they had to blow up the rocks to get to oh. new. That would make more sense. I don't know if you could tell, but I was barely paying attention at this point. It's because <laughs> when, pe- when people are in the sea, bobbing up and down, and they fire a gun, it's always a flare. That's why. Yeah. It's always a flare. It's, that's I, the thing was, everyone uses. I think at this point, I was so aghast at the fact that they needlessly killed off Ernie Hudson because he was the black guy. Well, but... I, I was disappointed that uh, no one got really ha- to have much fun with a giant... Fucking flame, triple flamethrower things. Oh, those those epic large guns with little three little flames ready to go, and they do just like these mildly reasonable flamethrowers, but they didn't really get a good bit of fun out and of them. Again, again, one of the coolest things in Alien is when they like um, make the flamethrower, like they make these like ad hoc flamethrowers to you know. Throw like flame. they piece together the the flamethrower, which is like an industrial piece of equipment, with the motion sensor. Um, 
in this, it's just no. These like they're just weapons from a video game. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's all just mining equipment for underwater mining. Like, fair enough. One of the women has like a like a little buzz saw that she uses to hack off tendrils or eel heads or whatever. Occasionally, they can slice at this thing. So you're like, okay, yeah, you need something for that in mining, but it's just such bollocks to make people run around with fun things that aren't underutilised, I think. That's the other thing as well, speaking of the weapons, did anyone else notice that whenever they go and get the... And they're not meant to be weapons, like, they're meant to be equipment, but they're clearly fucking weapons. Um, Mm. The whole sequence where they go and get them out of the lockers... Is basically the workshed scene from Evil Dead Two, where he like equips the chainsaw arm. Like it's shot like it's a Sam Raimi film. Like it's all yeah, like yeah. close-ups and like. I very much felt as well that when they had those mining uh, scuba diving suit things, I was like, oh, so one of them's going to be in that and take it on like aliens, where you know she's in the mech suit taking on the one main one and you go yeah. and i was a bit dis- cuz they do use them a bit but it's not really that big a deal everything was I not that big a deal uh, yeah it, it it that's that is kind of how it felt all the way through is it, it it's it was it's like alien but with more of a shrug yeah abby you mentioned a good point at the end actually which was when the alien is exploded, we've sort of established it's that... It's not an alien. Hold on. Oh, sorry. When the <laughs> Leviathan... Let's get it right. When Leviathan sea monster thing... I mean, it could be an alien. We don't know what the Russians discovered. Oh, no, they were doing genetic experiments. Who cares? Um, the genetic experiment... Uh, animal? Fish? The creature. The yeah. thing. Oops. Uh, <laughs> When that when that is in pieces, like we saw, they 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 got rid of it when it was like a a threat, and its leg was or limb was chopped off, and then that grew an eel monster, and so when it's split into chunks, a bit like the thing from the thing, it can reanimate into new things or glob on and do stuff, and so all of this like goop from the alien would be spread about the top surface of the sea, so. Kind of like in the movie, the thing that the peril's not over at the end. There's potential for things no, to keep going on. Now. Yeah. So you're yeah. thinking it all is just going to add on to sharks, whoever's in, whoever's covered with the blood. How what, do you think they just have to burn it? What what would you say, Abby? Is is the the next move for that the Leviathan? Burning usually works because it can't regenerate if it's too badly degraded. Yeah, it's breaking it down on a on a too too minuscule level to the point where it can regenerate itself. None of these films have um, that Darwin thing of we should capture it alive and study it. It's always fuck it up. It's bad. It hurt us, so we must burn it to the ground. Well, yeah, but usually the setup is the reason it's happening is because somebody wanted to capture it and study it. It's very anti-science these movies, aren't they? If you try and, you know, monitor animals and nature, you'll just end up having to fight it off in the end. And that's that's poor science. I I still, despite all the warning signs of these sci-fis, I'm like no, try not to murder the animal that is the only one in existence please. I mean, talking about the ending and it being 
like suddenly a different film for five minutes. Yes. Um, I watched this with my wife, and at one point, one of my like compliments for the film, which I do have like a, a little little handful of of nice things to say, eventually, but um, one of the compliments I had was that it was smart that for most of the film you don't really get a good look at the creature like yes do that, it does of, um like, keeps it in the shadows um the bits that you do see are like either gross slimy bits or <laughs> the people's faces who've been absorbed and i was like yeah cool like that's fine even the bizarre looking richard krenner face staring directly at the camera at one point. Yes. There was um, one that was off. And it's because it was the classic oh hi surprise one. You get it in a lot of films, but it means you see oh. a lot of the monster and then it's like, oh that's unfortunate. Well yeah. that's that's yeah. what I that's what I'm that's where I'm going. Is I, I it was as if the film heard me and changed. Because <laughs> I, I said that and then the ending happened where the creature just bursts out of the water and looks like shit because now you're seeing it in full fucking daylight. Yeah, yeah, and no, that's not it, a good idea. You know, it's, it's not that it's a terrible design. It's it's creative, and I do, like, it's Stan Winston. Like, I appreciate some of the practical effects in this, and the actual, like, sketched-out creature design is good because I like that it looks like a big, gross fucking anglerfish. Because those are monsters. Um, sure, sure. But just seeing it in full daylight, in full motion, like no, there's a, like there's a reason that you don't see a lot of the shark in Jaws. I mean, yeah, it's a subpar monster. I mean, it, at best, it's going to be in a tag team with Ghidorah or Killer or any other one of the Godzilla. Uh, opponents, yeah, but it like, definitely has that like kaiju look to it. Yeah, I, I was surprised that it I, cause, like you like Leviathan usually big, and I, from like the stills on when I googled it, I was like, okay, it looks like there's a pretty big sea monster at some point. This thing grows. It's like no, it just looked weird in a photograph. It is still relatively small. Uh, it's not quite the same scale, but that's probably a bit more grounded. But um, I, I, it, it, it was. It was. It was. You're right, Jamie. Though it was good that it held back and it kept it varied. It's like Until ooh, ten, it Well, it was like tentacles and it was like limbs and it was little bits and mo- like goopy blobules and you know it, it was trying not to play the card that it inevitably had to, which was crap-looking monster. Yay, you know. So I did appreciate the tension and the 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 holding back anyway that it tried. Was to anyone do. else just? Sort of generally confused by the creature as well. Oh, I think I think we all were. Did anyone understand it fully? Like what? Fun. How it works? <laughs> Just it's a, it's a gene- it's a genetic experiment, right? We got that down, yeah. Yeah. The Russians were experimenting, and it went wrong, and it, it get got loose and killed them, and then they put it they put it in the vodka. To, to... <laughs> yeah. First of all. If you're going to, like, poison a crew to experiment, you know, with their genes or whatever, you wouldn't put the thing in something with a massively high alcohol content. 
because that's just going to fucking kill it. I like it's the idea of lab, lab environment. Everyone's doing jelly shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, to uh, another compliment for the film. Ernie Hudson does get um, a lot of the good, like funny lines, and does a good job with them. Um, one of his exchanges I liked was. Uh, talking about them putting it in the vodka would be if the American government did it to them, it would be like putting it in the coffee. And I like them equating the idea of like people, people's everyday drink being coffee, and in Russia it's just vodka. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. He didn't didn't think it would be the filling in the Twinkie. To be honest, uh, that'd have been on point. He also had a he also had a really good like i la- i laughed out loud and it was intentional for the film uh whenever they're being chased it's just ernie hudson peter waller and um willie i can't remember the actor's name left and they're on a call with what's her name and she says uh, look i know you guys have been through hell and er- ernie hudson says uh been through hell bitch we're still there that's true and they were um you know, trapped for... They had this ticking clock of, well, at the beginning, before there's a problem, they're like, oh, I can't wait to go home, last day on the job, and all that shit. And then it's like, oh, we've been delayed because there's a tropical storm coming in. And then it was like, there ain't no tropical storm. Oh, bitch was lying. And it was just like this endless, like, just, if we could just wait it out, and wait it out, if we, yeah, no, one more day. It was like, oh, fuck, right off. Emergency eject straight away, guys. This film isn't like instead of instead of building on stakes, the stakes just change yeah. multiple times. And I I feel like the trying to understand the monster is a similar like it kind of speaks to the whole thing because the monster also changes depending on what the film is currently doing. That's that is true, and that 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 is a weakness in the concept. Like I mean, oh, it feeds on blood. What Baby, for? I don't know because vampire <laughs> mutation. So, He's like, well as his blood. Why? I don't know because the thing had blood in it. That's why the thing had blood. So we have blood. Um, there was an interesting bit. We've skipped. We've go on, Abby, gone yeah. past it, but I want to go back to it. There's two back-to-back things. The first one was you know this is from 1989 because they wore unnecessary headbands. True. Oh, uh, and ninja like fucking rising sun. Yes. Uh, yeah. Headband was incredible. <laughs> the second one was Doc was having a conversation with the computer that was far beyond the technology yeah. that was available, but not what we have now either. Yeah. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah, it was. It's baffling when they have a go, but they're absolutely wrong. He says he had a convers. He was having a conversation with someone at like the navy, and I was like, "Oh, was that like a chat thing he was using, or was he?" Because like, I don't think so. I think you're right in that he was supposed to be talking to the computer because it says processing when he says take a guess, hmm. and like again, it's it, exactly the same thing happens in in Alien where. Um, Ripley is like asking about the chances of survival and it's like giving information but also like holding stuff back which also happens in this again towards the end about the weather yeah I mean like I I don't know the 80s are always gonna you can't really slag them off for not understanding things <laughs> but um 
it is it is one of those stupid needless things. Just have it be not. If you don't know how computers work, don't guess and make stuff. Oh, it's a sci-fi. Yeah. We've got to guess how things might work, and it's well, like it be complete the, bollocks, uh, wouldn't it? It has the uh, computer uh, computer um, like uh, visual representation of Daniel Stern's like cells breaking down or whatever. Yes. His 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 molecular polygons or whatever. Um, again, like in the thing where it shows how it like mimics cells and you know, except instead of Wilford Brimley, you've got Richard Craner, which is is kind of just a different flavor of stern older man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, so the, I, you so... don't have uh, Richard Craner doesn't smash it up with an axe though. I do love the kind of 80s computer look, though. That, mm. um, like, you know, it was the best they could do, plus with, like, you know, imagining what the future would look like based on what we have now. And I love, I, I, I just, it's just part of the aesthetic of how all computers have, like, that green kind of writing yeah. and that kind of look. It's just something I love. It is a bit more grounded in some ways. It, it, it's, it is cute, and it's one of the things that does make, make revisiting older sci-fi fun. Like, I do agree, it isn't necessarily a bad thing, this sort of quaint uh, understanding of what the future could be like. The, the problem here isn't the visuals. It's the it, This is one of those films, and, and really good films also do this as well, in particularly in sci-fi, but it's when, like, the computer is basically a box of magic, <laughs> like that can just solve things or answer questions. Yeah, the, it's it's take, it's still to this day, it's, people still fuck up. Uh, but it's, there is, does seem to be this. Well, obviously, at some point, a computer will just be uh, a genius who would win a game of Trivial Pursuit, and it's like no. The, you have to give it information for it to answer stuff. You can't just philosophically ask questions of it, and it'll be right back with a genius answer. Like I don't know, we that's that mistake. Keeps... I mean, well, no, well, like just open up Google and type in "take a guess" into the search box, and then click the "I'm feeling lucky" button and see what happens. Yeah, you're right. Computers are like that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I should shut up. Um, can, can we just can we just get the t- so. The the sequence of events is, at some point in the past, the Russians have failed to claim that a ship has sunk. They don't. There's been a cover up of their experiment because it went wrong. They created a. They've they've tampered with genetics. Is that right? And they've, they've combined people with fish. I guess they to fuck, try and make underwater soldiers or whatever. Something. Some kind of goopy water mutanty people. The sort of thing that would be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Oh, biker mice from Mars! I don't know. Like this is it? Uh, this is more of a biker mice from Mars, I think. Yeah. So they've made something. <laughs> it's gone fucking nuts. Like Alien went nuts on the crew, or the thing. I think either one. And it's it's killed them all, but it, it was also killed. Poss- yeah, but it's because it's not lying dormant. It, the only place it exists is they made the Russians drink the tampering stuff. The stuff they put in them was in vodka, which they had in the safe. Which is, Ugh. which which went down with the ship. Then Daniel yeah. Stern went goes missing needlessly. They send the crew all worried after him because he's radio not contacting them via the radio, and they just go, "Oh, cool! We found a safe. Anything in it is mine. Hooray! Let's all argue and 
blah, blah, blah. Basically, Daniel Stern sneaks away some vodka after a bluff where everyone drinks it and then, like, ah, Peter Weller switched it because he's a clever so, dickhead. You know. Yeah. Like, but they drink they, this thing. Him and uh, uh, the other woman who they have a weird nickname for because of, of her name. It's not it's not as bad as Six Pack, but it is something crap, it's isn't beautiful. it? They call her Bo. They call her the Unit because she's a fucking bitch and a beast. No, she call it, they call her Bo, like Bo Peep. I don't remember this. Why is she called Bo? Because her name's Bowman. Oh, that's pretty crap, isn't it? Okay. So Um, they're the only ones to drink the vodka and get mutiny fish person, right? So, again, again, hold on, because this is is the other problem, is that, like, so they they are infected because they directly ingest it, which makes sense. But then, uh, the other guy... What's his name? Cobb. The guy, yes. He gets scratched by one of them, and then is it's like he's been infected by a zombie, and it takes him up. Like, how does that work? It's like AIDS or something, isn't it? It goes into your bloodstream. <laughs> Who knows? You got it. So, like, so Daniel Stern gets really ill. They investigate him, and he basically gets diagnosed with corpsey fish monster. And he's left. Everyone, everyone then is checked out medically, but everyone fucks off so that all of the drama can unfold in as gripping and as exciting, intense way as possible. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people going around to different rooms in this film, just, just like yeah, wandering off and, and walking around. Yeah, and just oh, let's just head in the clouds. But that, so Danielson dies, and they haven't told everyone. And a few of them walk in on him, and there's the potential they could get affected. There's a whole... What was the weird metal mask that uh, Peter Weller's forced to use? Uh, he just... He's given... He's told to go in and check on him. It's like a medical mask, but with some, like... It's slightly more sci-fi design, I guess. And he puts it on... Doesn't he put it on after he's gone inside? And it takes it yeah. before he comes out. He takes it off, and he just... I think, Abby, it's and because... And immediately touches his face. Well, Abby, this is the thing. We're all in pandemic 2020, so we're all super up on our mask etiquette. Yeah. So we're particularly like, he's not wearing enough PPE. He's not disposed of it properly. You can't just pop it down on the side. You've contaminated the whole area. Like, So we're all sensitive to that. I don't think everyone would be casting such a keen eye over it otherwise. But this is what I want to get straight. So... Daniel Stern dies, becomes a blob monster, starts mutating into a fish monstrosity thing. He is his friend is dying and having a shower and vomiting. Uh, she's getting ill from it because she also drank this shit. Um, and they event they so eventually she goes and finds the like once she's taken over a bit, I guess she finds his mutating ass, and then they merge into a big blanket of faces and limbs and fish parts. She, yeah, she. She kills herself to because she's, she's suffering in pain. Dead under the blanket, and he's like he's got yeah. like tentacles under his skin, and she's like, oh fuck! So she kills herself, and then presumably reanimates For, as a corpse. And the the yeah. thing inside her wants to go to him and merge, so they so that's, fuse together. So yeah. then they put they, then they they put them in a bag and they put, throw them out. 
they throw them in the bin. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, everyone's carrying it like no question, and then it starts wriggling, and they're like, "Oh, it's a, he's alive!" And it's like, "No," and also don't question the size of it and how many areas are wiggling, and you're just like, "Come on, guys, yeah. what are you idiots for?" But they they do just flush it down the toilet out of the ship, <laughs> chopping off one <laughs> limb. So this, so that, so when the thing takes over you, you're dead. It be- starts mutating or something. It wants to join up into one. Also, it's like if you chop off a limb to grow, it's like, I don't know, what's that, like worms or something? I don't know. Like, you cut bits off, that becomes another monster, potentially, right? Like the thing in the thing. It it can split up into parts, and those can become... But And the way that it gets you is if it cuts you, or bites you, or throws an eel at you, or has a tendril. I, I really got lost as to what ways it can get you. Does anyone understand it after this? Because that's where I'm out. Um, De Jesus Carlos from uh, Bash, who's not included, he gets... Um, Vampired, right? Like, yeah, he gets like attacked by a big leech thing, and it is one of the better special effects in the film, um, where he's like it burrows into his chest. And he's, he's just screaming at them for ages, and they're like, nah, bro. <laughs> and he just leaves him. I'm just going to get a sore or something. He's just screaming. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, it'll be five minutes. <laughs> get it ah! Ah! Oh, it hurts! Get it off! <laughs> but then... so, But he is absorbed into the creature and still, like, himself. Because you see his face later on and he, like, asks to be killed. Kill and the me. same thing seems to happen to Richard Craner. So is this thing trying to become one big mass, or is it willing to be separate fish things? Does anyone have a hot take? I think so, because I think that at one point there's like three separate entities, although one of them is outside and you don't really see it till the end. Um, Here it comes now. Hmm? But then I think it's it's meant, you know, they're, they're trying everything they can, so they're kind of keeping it vague. Yes. Um, they're trying to do the thing with it where the thing is more happy to show you everything that's going on rather than, you know, hide um, mm. hide, hide the creature all the time. But they, it, it gets away with it because it keeps doing it in really weird, disgusting ways constantly. Yeah, and I, th- and I think it's trying to do that somewhat by, like, when the Doctor um, transforms, he's like a separate entity on his own, which is a bit more human-like in appearance. Uh, but then the other one is kind of like the uh, Lovecraftian. You you can't really explain it because it's just all tendrils and pieces of flesh fused together. It's also often hiding up in the vents because, you know, that's what creatures do. They hide in, in below you and around. It could be coming around through any bit of the ship or the mining base in it's, this case. It kind of... It's a demonstration of how difficult it is to balance, like, keeping a monster in a in a movie like this vague enough that there's mystery, but also simple enough that you know what it's trying to do. Like alien is like basically a wasp. Like it's it's like there's a it's it is like 
the whole film of Alien is there's a wasp in the room and it's just taking everyone out. It just wants to um, lay an egg and have a baby. It's the big mummy wants to pro, you know pass on its DNA, classic evolution style. It lays its eggs in a person. That's fine. And it has it it has like the the mystery, like the bigger stuff in Alien um, that's really fascinating and also is what makes like the prequels disappointing because it tries to answer the questions. Yeah. Um, is the whole like you know where they find the eggs, the ship they find the eggs on, the derelict spacecraft, all that stuff that isn't answered up in the air. That's the mystery. Um, and the same thing with the thing, like they never go into its origins other than it's an alien that crashed on Earth. But how it works is pretty simple. Like it just absorbs things and mutates in really wild, bizarre ways. Maybe from life forms from other planets because of how weird it is but well, that's the, all you need with, with John Carpenter's The Thing it's a little bit suspiciously clever so it's, it's, it's it could be a big mutating yeah. blob but it tries to pass itself off as human so it's very 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 clever it's not just surviving like you say like it's not like a wasp instinctively behaving it's like it is a, an uber intelligence up to something and you know you can yeah. you can call into question how malevolent it is but fundamentally its goal is to survive and possibly wipe out these people so that they're not a threat to it whereas leviathan it's just like hey i'm here and i want to be yeah, together you know. and exist and i'm killing you because you're there. i'm hungry maybe or um, drink uh, blood yeah like it's it, it there's no um, end goal really is there other than pop up and, and survive yeah like alien and the thing are two completely different ways of doing a similar idea whereas the creature in Leviathan is like trying to mash those two together and be like well what if it's both and well, well that doesn't like they don't they don't fit together that doesn't work yeah and you don't and it, it, you don't have those scenes like in the thing where it's they're all, there's no paranoia there's just people going oh christ let's escape but oh fuck now we're dangling over water that's full of electricity and things are breaking and let's get the buzzsaws and the fucking massive flamethrowers they're just sort of running around like headless chickens trying to deal with you know an unknown bizarre beast I think I I said this on the uh, Punisher episode um, which was also my pick fuck it now I need to like rethink some things about myself. I'm fine with um, the Punisher. I was alright with it. But like, I I think I said something like similar to the the Punisher is an action movie that kind of demonstrates why something like Die Hard is so good. Because if you took away the budget and like all of the 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 like spectacle, you'd still have a very tight well put together story that like builds and unfolds in a really efficient way and that's what makes it engaging it's not the action it's like it's not just the action it's not pure spectacle um and this is kind of demonstrating the same thing but for films like alien or uh you know the thing um and other really successful like horror monster movies because this has all the 
you know the the requisite things that you think a film like that needs. But it's it got all it's got all the that. ingredients, but none of the master chef behind them putting them together. Yeah, like the reason Alien is so good isn't just because there's a big scary alien chasing no. people. No. It's because the story is constructed in such a way that you are engaged the whole time. The you know the the characters are interesting for very specific reasons. They're not just wankers like, or people who like jogging or are black. Yeah, or just or just yeah, they're not you know um Peter Weller really is probably I mean who's P- Peter Weller's character? What 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 would vaguely defines him? He takes the mission well, seriously like does anyone else does anyone have a take on Peter Weller as a character that is there anything to him? Well, it's one of the other things like we were talking about before with Doc where they kind of set him up as something yeah. that he doesn't turn out to be. It's the same thing with Peter Weller. The only kind of um, bit you get from him is he, like he has a conversation with, I think, uh, uh, Willie at some point about being disconnected from the crew, how he doesn't yeah. really see himself as like a minor and part of the gang. And it's kind of like setting that up as a big thing. And that that just goes nowhere like at some yeah, point uh, he steps in to do some mining and that's over within a minute and uh, apparently everything's fine again yeah he doesn't have to get he doesn't get a crew that doesn't get on together he doesn't get them all united against the beast and get them working mm-hmm. as a team he doesn't have any story arc other than i'm gonna punch a woman who caused us to not be saved straight away in the face like he what is his story arc? Like, him and a woman survived, and they learnt, fuck, maybe not Monsters. fuck around underwater again. Monsters! Yeah. Ah! Is she going to be an astronaut after this? She said she was training to be one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Abby, did you uh, have any takes on what this did or didn't do right? There were some, like, rookie things in it, but it didn't really make any major mistakes. It was just... Meh, you know. Mm. You're tracing it something. Little, it was a little by the numbers for me. Yeah. So it's like, it's fine. It's just not great. Yeah. You're you're a fan of the film The Core, which is very much a shit cheap version of many other films. Is it Deep Impact or? A, I can't remember which one the core is copying. Or is the core the one... No, the core is the shit one, I think. They're all shit ones, come to think of it. But you're, you are you are capable of being fans of these knock-off other versions of B-movies, if they're fun enough. You know, would you say... The core leaned into cheese. It was mm. became so corny that it actually became fun, you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they torture the peach in that. That's the main thing I remember from the core. <laughs> that's um, that's um, actually kind of what I was thinking about this, is that, like, once it got going, like, one, once it was getting into the story and stuff was starting, like, for all the for all the weird things it was doing, like, like Daniel Stern and, and what's-her-name throwing rubber spiders at each other. Um, yes. It was, it was still like okay enough, but after a while of that, I started to think I kind of wish this was worse, 
so it would be more entertaining. <laughs> mm. Like, what's that one with uh, Joey from Friends in that's so fucking insane that it's brilliant? Lost in space. Lost in space, right? That's mental. Like, it's so stupid. It is. That it's it is good. Absolutely fucking mental. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, Gary Oldman turning into a giant spider because time passed <laughs> or some fucking shit. Like, it's been years since I've watched that film, but I rem- even as a, like early teens, I remember thinking, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, but, it, like, I think the. the the people in the film, like the cast, definitely like helps it a little bit because it, like I said at the start, like it is a weirdly good cast for the type of film it is, um, and like I always, I forever feel bad for Ernie Hudson, like knowing how fucked he got by Ghostbusters, <laughs> like, and the fact that he's always game for anything. He just wants to be in stuff. Like he just wants mm. to be an actor, and he's good at it as well. But no one wants to like give him the chance he deserves. So like, like I don't know if anyone knows that he auditioned for the part of Winston in the Ghostbusters cartoon and didn't get it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so yeah. sad. And the fact that like he was he wasn't even on the poster for the original Ghostbusters when it came out. Like, so I'm always really pleased when I see him in anything. Um, but everyone in the cast is like they, they they cast together a bunch of sort of oddball type characters. Um, like it's a cast full of character actors. There's no like lead like hero type. Um, and I give it kind of points for that for like having a crew of like mismatched people rather than having like. Uh, a, a team of, of beautiful undersea miners that would who have yeah. six packs, and that, you know it's like, well they they it's, no it's, no don't confuse things. If they all have six packs and one of them's called six pack, that's just true. confusing. He's called six pack because he's a bit of an alcoholic. I think is the idea, yeah. and it's the you sort of nickname have... a douchebag who gets drunk on one Bud Light. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the right nickname for him? I also I admire um, Daniel Stern for being one of those people who just embraces how funny looking he is, like walking around in those tiny shorts with yeah. his like slumped, wiry, but also still somehow slightly fat, um, like lanky noodle man. Um, I, 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 I say no six packs, but Early Hudson is pretty like fit in this movie. I didn't realize how like. Buffy is. Alright, calm down. <laughs> I, I, I did, as soon as, when, if, if if Stern hadn't been killed in this, I would have had to have automatically put on Home Alone 2 to have Kevin McAllister throw Why bricks at him. Going... Why do you keep going to 2 rather than the first one? I think, it's fu- the first one is a good film, that's that's fair, but the second one has the best brick throwing I've ever seen. You the the right. scene where he's throwing yeah. bricks at them. It's just, there's nothing clever about throwing a brick at someone. Like, you haven't booby-trapped no, them. Right. They haven't been hoisted on their own batard. They've looked up, <laughs> you've thrown a brick at them, and then you've done it again. And it's so good. Not like, you're right, that scene is fantastic. And also, it never really put it into context that the scene is literally a child throwing a brick in a grown man's face. Yeah. <laughs> repeatedly. He, switch, yeah. he switches um, from being the victim to being very much they're the victims in the second one. Um, also, I don't want to leave it out, 
another Twin Peaks connection. Ernie Hudson is in season three. So well done. Uh, like, the, yeah, there's, I, there's no point in this film. That's the problem. Yeah. There's no it, it, point it just, remaking these films. It's not a genre that can be repeated ad nauseum like some genres can stand. There's no point just going, what if alien but in the water? What if yeah. the thing but less fucking cool? Well, like, there's there's no point repeating on, these things. That, that isn't necessarily true because one of the ideas behind alien was, what if Jaws, but in space. But it's so, so different. This is what if alien, yeah, but yeah, we pretend they're underwater the with some really dodgy pretend idea. underwater footage as well. Any time they're pretending they're underwater, there's not enough bubbles. There's not. There's a few little white yeah. bits floating about, but that's. It just looks like. Well, this is a I, fucking set. I right off. can't believe. I can't believe we didn't talk about that more. The the fake underwater, which in a way. Is kind of admirable. I like that they did that. I'd be pleased if I'd have done it that well. Sure. They they pulled out all the stops to try and make it look like they're underwater as they could. And it's it's really a shame that it just didn't look like it. (laughs) No bubbles. bubbles. There's no bubbles. And also, you see lots of, well, not lots, you see about two or three fish float past. (laughs) Completely still. Well, there's just there's not there's clearly not... on some kind of thick or cable just being moved across the set. There wasn't enough water in this. Like, if your gimmick is this is not space but underwater, <laughs> yeah. we could use water more. Maybe ush, like there could be leaks, there could be flooding. They you know, they flush the thing. There's a little bit of water, but it's like it's they electrocute some water to make it perilous. They eject out of the water, but fundamentally. I would yeah, have wanted a, a to fight the alien with water more or something. I'm not saying get water squirters out, but... For a film that's deep sea, like I, like, I feel like Alien is a wetter film than this one. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot more sweat like, in it. You have that whole scene of Harry Dean Stanton standing in the, like, indoor rain, the, like, the rain from the condensation for that really high... But I, that shot alone is a perfect example of like the gulf of difference between the 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 two films like that is a really creative thing to do you know have the the interior of this ship be so big that it causes rain inside because of the condensation like there's nothing like that in this well we just we just have a big old ship we have a big old mining base that you're going if we're digging up silver, there's no way we're building a massive fucking mining complex that you can run around with hexagon fucking doorways. You're like, fuck right off. We're going to be super minimal. Pump all the fucking silver out the ground we can get. And like, there's, it's not economical to be building elaborate aquatic bases like it's Atlantis, but shit and you, <laughs> for um, profit. Like, do you know what I mean? You have another compliment. I want to squeeze out as many as I can. Um, like a speaking zit. of the base. It was really cool. The exterior shot of the base imploding. Anyone else cool or? I mean, who cares? But yeah, I, I think I was I, done like, by then. At I, that it's fine. Point, it's the I thing. Just wanted to enjoy something. I just what I wanted <laughs> to enjoy. Cool. Yeah. I this like it's that it's that thing of oh yeah it's competent but why would you do it? <laughs> sure, sure you could. But why would you? That's the gen general feeling. I find it, 
like looking at the you know the IMDb listings for the credits for like the writers, um, the even the director, like th- there are a lot of people involved in this that should have made something much better. So I'm really curious as to how this film ended up like it did. Well, I don't know. I don't know that you could get much more out of it. It could be better, but to what ends? To still be compared to the films that it was exactly no, like? I, like, that's the other, like whose, whose initial idea was it? Because like it is flawed from, like, yeah, it, what if Alien but underwater? Okay, well, what can you do with that that makes it different? Well, yeah. it's underwater. It's okay, just it's not, mo- it's movie um, executives like, going. It's movie executives going. Oh, I want to do a sequel to Alien, but we don't have the rights, so we'll just do something else it's to cash in on the the zeitgeist. Does Does anyone else have any final thoughts? I mean, I'm pretty much done with what I've said about it. I don't have anything else other than, yeah. But why would you? I think I'm pretty much in the same boat as Jamie with uh, his feelings. Oh, but like I did, I did enjoy the film at the beginning as it was kind of like slowly building up tension and you know it was it revealed the creature and you know something weird was happening and all that was fine and it was building for characters you know it's like okay this this is going to go somewhere maybe these characters are going to do stuff that that isn't just run by the numbers but Mm. jigsaws yeah jigsaws yeah yeah, Jesus does a big jigsaw and he loves skiing. Oh, I see. And But then that's kind of just what it ended up being, was just run by numbers. And the whole ending for me was just uh, like the final nail in the coffin. Props the whole for film, the final punch. The whole film should have been like that last five minutes if they were just going <laughs> to full-on go for it the entire time. It should have been a screwy yeah, comedy version, shouldn't it? And that, that would have been perfect to finish that way. That, that could have worked. But what I really wanted to see was a really bleak Ooh. ending. Because it seemed to be yeah. going that way. Kind of, you know, they're the last people out, but, you know, they, they can escape. But, you know, they're still in the middle of the ocean. And while it's, you know, better than being eaten by a monster, um, is it? And they they seem to be going that way. Even when they were, like, ascending in the water all the way up, there was mm. still that kind of tension of, like, are they going to make it? Um, is anyone even was... trying to rescue them? Like, the corporate woman might yeah. not have called anyone yeah. in. And there was a really cool shot where I think it was uh, Willie, and she's kind of, like, swimming up through the water... And it, it kind of looks like she's getting there, but it also looks like she's got like miles to go. And I like I, I, I like that kind of like fear of, you know, so close yet so far. Um, so you wanted them all and, to drown at the end, did you? Or at least leave it where it's like, yeah, yes, we're, like, we're out of the situation, there. but we're still, you know, you know what's what's going to happen to us. So if they kind of like left it like that. I, or, I would give it a couple more points. Here's another suggestion. They've been in the in the mining base for a long time. Maybe they get rescued and they go back to New York and then the Empire... No, sorry. The Statue of Liberty is a fish monster and everyone <laughs> on Earth has become fish monsters 
and they've just been down there. The, the Leviathan had gone out ages ago on Earth and it took over. And they'd just been down there long enough to, like, survive that long. And then they were inhabited a planet of the Leviathans. That's what I would have done. The Tim Burton method of nonsensical twist endings. Yep. Abby, have you got any final thoughts, or are you were you just done and now done with it now again? I'm still done. Yes. No, no, <laughs> no bits that you were like it was worth it just for that. No. So you're just disappointment. Not even like that's too strong an emotion. I'm not even disappointed no. in you. <laughs> I'm just bored. I'm just. It came out net neutral to this film, I think. So there must have been something like, oh, I held your attention. It's just, you know, you're it's not. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Well, weird face. Yeah, stick it in a helmet next time, guys. Maybe, maybe hide it away. In fact, it's creepy that in Rob in with you, Peter Weller. I'm just prejudiced against him. He's fine. <laughs> I'm jealous. He's, He's a handsome man in the same way Tom Waits is a handsome man, kind of. Yes, he is a, in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, it was your uh, decision to do this. Thank you. Question mark. Uh, yeah. I guess you can have the last say. Well, I don't know. I guess it, like, there's enough talented people involved in this that I just don't understand how it ended up like it did. Um, I don't even think doing you know, Alien but underwater, because that's basically what the Abyss is. Um, I guess that's good because it has a fucking psychopath as a director and sometimes that's apparently what you need. Hmm. Well, Dave Cameron could have uh, brought his water techniques and deep sea diving expertise. What's not Dave? What did I say? Dave Cameron. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, James. Dan. James. 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 Oh, James Cameron. Even you're right. It's uh, uh it's late <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Old James Cameron. He could have busted out his old uh, scuba diving and undersea. Sh- I mean, it, I don't know. Just maybe it needed more budget to make the underwater thing work. I don't know. It's more. Just make it well, underwater. Yeah, but- the Abyss came out the exact same year. And it admittedly, year. it clearly had three times the budget. But this still, it's far superior. budget, though. It didn't have Billy Zane in it, though, did it? So, that was the main reason Titanic's awesome. Why? Oh, sorry, we're talking about Wait. this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, the I'm other James Cameron. not in the Abyss. Um, <laughs> that's, uh... yeah, well, that's the secret. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I don't know what the like, what was with 1989 and a sudden uh, tidal wave. Of, um... <laughs> Sorry, that, <laughs> not a smug enough pause there. Mm, tidal wave <laughs> of, of uh, like sci-fi, underwater horror-ish films all suddenly coming out at the same time. I don't know. Captain Scarlet was big, was it? Or was that not oh, Captain Scarlet's not, not the what's the aqua what's the aqua base puppet? Stingray Stingray, Stingray. Stingray. <laughs> 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 Oh 
bloop, 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 bloops. Yeah, I don't know. People just got to do something. What are you going to do? Not make movies? May as well be underwater, isn't it? Sure, I think you just answered the question of how this film came about. Is it is a bunch of producers going, what are you going to do? Not make a movie? What are you going to do? Fucking sit back and do nothing? No. We're going to make some shit. Hope it sticks. Throw some at something. What are you going to do? Leave your war without any shit thrown at it? Seeing maybe something will stick. Maybe it won't. But we've got to throw the shit to begin with. The first oh, part of making a film... The first part of making any film is throwing some shit. <laughs> if it sticks, call the lawyers. Or the bankers. Or I've lost what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm going to watch some Stingray now. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Bye. Is that the end? Is this the end? It feels like the end, but I felt end. like the end for me about fifteen minutes ago. It always does. You always you got like a a psychic sense of the end before it ever happens, Abby. <laughs> much Quick, like someone punch a woman in the face. <laughs> much like the end of the film, just kind of shrugging and. <laughs> Is this it? They they're fine now. They've been saved. Two of them lived. That's the answer. Two old Robocop and astronaut potential lady. Trains here. <laughs> anyway, catch us again for us to jabber about something else. Uh, probably a film, right, guys? That's what we like talking about on Spoiler Film Film Conversation. Generally, yeah. Yeah, so another you film. call my picks films. Oh, you can call them films. Call them films all you like. <laughs> It's whether they... Yeah, anyway. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Bye.